I was looking for many, many ways, healing modalities, uh, spiritual teachings um, to get me out of the process of dark night of the soul. And so one of the way to work with the breakdown and struggle is to say, okay, I surrender to this life situation, life, life circumstance. I don't know why this is happening for me. And with patience, when you put in the time, step by step each day, even five minutes a day on meditating, you can really transform the brain landscape in order to be present accept our mind and body as one unity writing them down is a first step into getting you grounded each moment with gratitude and forgiveness that can really transform your life into positive uh, positive state our mission is uplifting humanity and the statement is i empower you you empower others and we uplift humanity together and bringing all the energy in so that you can stand strong anywhere you go in the external world. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Heart to Court channel. This is a space where we really step into the heart space and dig down into the profound concepts of our core being to really tap into our true potential. My name is Emmanuel. I am the founder of Heart to Core and also your host. Today we have Kate Lee. She is the founder and CEO of Life of Emerald. Kate, thank you for joining us today. Hello, everyone. I am Kate Lee. I am um, a healer, CEO of Life of Emerald. Uh, we are a company, impact-driven company, um, advocating for mental health. And how we do this is with the PhD scholars, we have a monthly summit and we talk about emotional intelligence. And at the same time, I'm bringing dance, songs, music into the platform. And our primary goal is to uplift humanity in the corporate sectors. So I am Kate and really enjoying this project and, and building the life of Emerald. And we're standing for mind, body, and soul. And how we do this is by gathering world-class leaders in psychology, spirituality, medicine, business, and governance. And we speak up about the elephant in the room, specifically the mental health. And by gathering these people, we help corporate workers worldwide reduce stress, by providing strategies on how to take care of the mind, body, and soul. And our mission is uplifting humanity. And the statement is, I empower you, you empower others, and we uplift humanity together. And I say this because I had to go through the dark night of the soul, healing my mental health challenges in order to stand, stand still and stable to build this company. So this is sort of a project on, on behalf of humanity, uh, my love and the divine's love for humanity. And I love the fact that you uh, brought up, uh, for one, really bringing this sort of notion and concepts into the corporate space, and also the whole concept of really bringing in our full authentic selves, right? Because sometimes we do this element of code switching, This that's what's 
what that's what it's usually called where you know we bring up professional selves to work and then also we come home and we tend to you know uh transform into a different person the person that we really want to show up as every day and also the you know you brought up the dark night of the soul i think we all go through that at one point in our lives or another right but really being equipped to navigate that scenario i think it's very important so kate thank you so much for sharing that i know you have a program it's called the 30-day happiness program is that correct um and also um can you share with the audience what is the program and the objectives of the overall program I love to. Yeah, this is called 30 Day Happiness Pro Program Premium. And the objective is to reduce stress, empower you, cultivate more self-love by pausing from the day-to-day -day busy life, investing your time, 15 minutes a day, to taking care of yourself. So the program is designed for you to do um, 30 days straight, and each day I ask you to spend 15 time, uh, 15 minutes um, self-care time. So one of the strategy I provide is uh, soak your feet in Epsom salt, warm water and Epsom salt, and that could help you reduce stress in a pragmatic way. After the day of work, you can do that simply. Another strategy uh, is I ask you to dance, put on, put on a song that you uh, remember from your high school, and sing and dance as if no one's looking. So in a way, I'm bringing the scientific-based strategy at the same time fun in this program. And so we have four experts, uh, three experts speaking about the benefit of forgiveness. He's uh, a Stanford professor. He wrote a book on forgive for good. His name is Dr. Fred Luskin. And our second expert is Dr. Nardes. She is uh, a scientist who's speaks about the benefit of meditation. And then we have a third expert, Edward. He is uh, working at Stanford Children's Hospital and he, is, he channels spiritual energy to help you shift from anger to joy. Yeah, so those are what's included in the program. And fundamentally, I want to offer this to public so that people know the importance of simple life and taking care of yourself and bringing all the energy in so that you can stand strong anywhere you go in the external world. I love the fact that you also incorporate the fun into your program, dancing as if no one's watching, because I feel like when you show up and dance as if no one is watching, that creates a sense of belonging. So I love that strategy, Kate, that you're bringing to the table, especially it's so important in the corporate world as well, and also in life in general. And soaking feet in uh, uh, Epsom salt, I think that's also a great strategy, one that I feel like I should also practice. Um, fortunately for me, one of my goals this summer, or even now moving forward, is to really dip my whole body into the ocean. I'm not too far away from the ocean, so there's no excuse for me to do so. And I feel like that's one process of, of really cleansing my energy, my aura, and things of that sort um, to really just feel refreshed. So um, thanks for sharing that overview of the program. For the audience, I'll be sharing a link to the program in case you're interested to participate in Kate's program. So, Kate, um, describe your specializations for your clients at Life of Emerald. 
Definitely. Well, you said that beautifully. You summarized what I shared about third-day happiness beautifully. And the specialization for clients currently I'm focusing on is one-on-one -on -one consultation that uh, can provide our clients some life clarity. And so for now, I am looking to impact uh, CEOs, startup CEOs, who may be bootstrapping, who may have a lot, of, a lot in their plate, and they might not know what the next step is, uh, per se, in, in an energetic form, uh, in, an, in, a, in a mission form. What I mean by that is I help startup CEOs get grounded in their initial mission and vision, guide them by learning about their personal personality and their map using astrology chart and human design chart and make sure that they're using their resources and personality and archetype that's flowing through them wisely. So Kate, tell me, describe the moment of realization when you said to yourself, okay, like I want to help people. I want to get into the position of human development and serving. And what were the steps that you took to achieve those objectives of stepping into a position of human development and serving others? That's a brilliant question. Emmanuel, you know, I used to live in San Francisco between 2016 to 2019. And that was a period of time that was very challenging. And I can label that time period as dark night of the soul. And during that period, going through the dark night of the soul, I felt like I'm paddling my way up through the sand dune. You know, I was, I feel, I felt like I was sucked into the sand dune and I didn't, I, I was looking for many, many ways, healing modalities, uh, spiritual teachings um, to get me out of the process of dark night of the soul. And within that time period, I realized, hey, I want to milk my situation. I want to milk all of these experiences that I've gone through since 2009. Yes, yeah, since, since 2009, that's when my healing, healing and healer's journey began. So 12 years in and between 2016 to 2019, that was the pinnacle of deep, deep healing, deep processing of, of the trauma from 2009. And then I realized, okay, well, it, there must be a greater reason for such big suffering that I am experiencing personally. How can I make meaning out of this suffering? And then I realized, okay, I can serve other people once I get out of this dark night of the soul. And then that's when it helped me shift my perspective to um, feeling like I'm like enduring this heavy burden, right, in my body to, okay, I want to carry this burden. So in the future, once I'm out of this black hole, I can support even one person, even one, uh, one or two people. And because I remember when I was a teacher, for 15 years, the joy I got from helping people thrive, that, that is the core I want to get re, reconnect to. And so I sort of patched the, 
touch my life experiences and I gave it a bigger meaning. Um, and the steps I took was very little, you know. I, I tried putting my feet in the grassy field in San Francisco and I was observing how do I feel when I do that. Also, when I talk to a community member about my truth, how much it's, it's painful, and when that woman held space and just let me speak my truth, that was really healing. And I witnessed, oh, that's really healing. That's one of the tools I can show other people that this really helps. Yeah? And small steps, step-by-step step experiencing what helps me during this <laughs> you know, rabbit hole, like black hole, what helps me. And I kept observing, writing it down. And how can I serve other people later when I see the light? And that, that got me. That got me to survive in a way. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thanks for sharing the context behind your story and the reason why you're so passionate about helping others. Um, I think we all go through that again at one point uh, in life or another. And I think to be well-equipped for when we do go through challenges, I think it's very important in our life's journey. So Kate, thank you so much for doing that level of work for um, humanity. For those that you know experience a breakdown or are going through any level of challenge or even so experiencing a level of awakening or really just want to say, go through a different uh, lane of life or a career trajectory, um, for those that are experiencing these notions, um, what do you recommend and suggest or any pieces of advice you would give those individuals to really sort of cross that threshold and experience a breakthrough in their journey? What I would recommend is just surrender. Just you don't have to know everything now. You don't have to have an answer. You don't have to feel good either, right? Part of pain and suffering, um, there is a reason. I'm not advocating for pain and suffering, but at the same time, if things we cannot control, we need to work with it. And so one of the way to work with the breakdown and struggle is to say, okay, I surrender to this life situation, life, life circumstance. I don't know why this is happening for me, right? Life happens for me on, on my benefit. Let, let me be patient. Let me be patient. And let me find hope that someday, imagine you someday, you're in a better place, better space, perhaps better equipped, better equipped to navigating the challenges in life. So you're becoming stronger as you feel the pressure cooker like pressing at you if you're going through a breakdown and struggle. And level of awakening, spiritual journey is not easy. I want to say that if you want to, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to um, become a better human being, uh, and if you have had secretly pray for that, well, one of the symptoms or one of the ways I believe universe show you is through cleansing our old beliefs and letting go of our old beliefs can be really tough, you know. So one recommend I recommend just surrender. Just go with the flow. Think of yourself as a leaf or a canoe flowing through the river. 
and let just let the river uh, carry you. Surrender for me has been a, a life-changing process where I just say, okay, hey, I'm just going to, you know, drop my burdens, uh, you know, surrender it to the divine and allow my unfolding to occur and really stand back a little bit and just observe the happenings and uh, sort of flow with the, uh, with the river, flow with the, uh, with the motion, because I mean, I don't think much greatness happens when I'm trying to go against the current, right? <laughs> it's like force against force is like uh, as much as, and I've done that in the past, so as much as I, I, I've, I've been stubborn to really go against the current. It's like, there's no way I'm going to win. Right. So <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think surrendering and going with the flow creates win, win, win scenarios for everyone collectively. So thanks for sharing those thoughts, uh, Kate. Yeah. Uh, Emmanuel, as you're yeah. talking, there's something, some quote uh, popped into my head, the universe, well, there's a quote, floating quote. If you have a big ego, that is a sign that you have bigger mission. So yeah, <laughs> fighting against the current. I've, I've been there, you know, big ego. And when I surrender that ego, right? And am able to healthily, objective, objectively look at the life and my ego, then just ha things happen easily. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Describe your favorite healing modalities for self-care and self-healing that you practice on a day-to-day -day basis and what's one or two that you'd like to recommend to the common person that's really not used to doing everyday self-care or everyday self-healing modalities what what would those be and for you personally <laughs> that you practice and which ones would you recommend for uh, the common person in our audience and this question is very very nice and practical that anyone can apply very easily. Well, think about when you were a child, what made you smile? And jot down why that made you smile. And then we can revisit that childhood memory by doing that, that, that very thing. For me, I really enjoyed playing uh, outside in nature. And so I can remember that from my childhood, and when I'm not feeling good, I take myself outside, go for a walk. So I'm connecting what made me happy in the past. And now I'm not feeling good. Let me do what made me happy before. So another self-care strategy is we, I tend to, you know, I'm, I'm human. I have a brain inherited from our hunter-gatherer ancestors. So we, it's really easy to think about what's negative and what's alarming. So when I get into this space, I quickly say, okay, I want to take care of me. How can I be kind to me, right? Not believe all my thoughts. Don't believe all your thoughts. And then I, I go to YouTube and, and type in um, self-love affirmation. And then there are a plethora of resources there. And then I let the audio play in the background as I, you know, drink a cup of tea um, and take care of my body and also massage my neck when, when it gets um, painful. And I let the audio slip into my subconscious as I'm doing other things. So those are the two things that I recommend. Yeah, it's really easy, you know, think about how do I feel in this moment? 
and do what you need to do. Don't worry about other people. <laughs> Those are all great suggestions, especially for me personally. It's been connecting with nature again, whether that's taking a walk on the beach or really just, you know, heading towards a uh, walking trail in the neighborhood or really going up to the mountains and just doing a hike. Um, I come back so revitalized and so happy, right? I think that ties into your happiness program, right? I think doing what brings joy and happiness to our life will ultimately make us a better person um, overall. So uh, definitely, uh, thanks for sharing those thoughts, Kate. What advice would you give to the younger version of yourself? Don't worry too much. And <laughs> then I was able to laugh at myself, telling my younger self, don't worry too much because I worried, I was a worry bird. <laughs> and I would tell the younger self, yeah, don't worry, things will work out. It just takes time. That's very nice. And I think I would attest to that as well. I'm also a warrior, you know, uh, a, a warrior, uh, but I think I've now stepped into the archetype of a warrior, right? In a great way, in a great way. Okay. And, you know, when people think, oh, a warrior, you know, they think, you know, battle and, and stuff. Yes, of course. But, you know, we want to be, we want to bring out that, that archetype, that inner warrior as well, because we'll be able to navigate any challenge or situation accordingly. What were some of the tools, resources, or daily habits that you picked up along the way that sort of enabled you to calm down and, and sort of, again, allow things to, to unfold for you as you became wiser in life? The tools that has helped me tremendously is meditation. So six years ago, I went to Vipassana meditation retreat in Thailand. And there, all of a sudden, first time in my life, I had to silence, no talking, and keep meditating, keep meditating, walking a certain path, certain way, and, and doing that to calm our minds. And what I can say with patience, as you say, patience is a virtue. And with patience, when you put in the time, step by step, each day, even five minutes a day, on meditating, you can really transform the brain landscape. And that worry, worry can go away naturally because then I was able to, I was able to practice being aware beyond, beyond operating from the brain. If I may suggest that we are so conditioned to think and be attached to what our brain says. And that's where we tend to believe in our thoughts. And with this meditation practice, I was able to look at brain is one supercomputer that uh, this awareness can utilize the supercomputer to, to maximum benefit. And so when I'm in this open space through meditation, I'm not holding on to the thoughts that co are coming through and I've been able to let, let it go like a ticker machine in the stock exchange. Just let them go, right? And be aware and cultivate the presence. And yeah, definitely we need to, we need to cultivate patience. And if you will, you know, compare the physical exercise when we want to lose weight, we put the time and energy into working out, right? And I look at my brain as well as we need to put some time and energy into uh, working out our minds so that 
we can control the mind. The mind doesn't control us, but we can control the mind to use it really wisely. I think for me, meditation has been a game changer, uh, both again, pro professionally and personally. Your answers tie into this three-part question that I typically ask. So you gave advice to your younger self, Kate. Um, you gave advice to your younger self. Now, flash forward to the future. What will you tell now um, your future self? What would you like to tell your future self, say, whatever that trajectory may look like? <laughs> this is a fun question because when we look at what makes us depressed, I, I believe, is ruminating from the past, ruminating about the past. And when I ask, um, you know, what makes us or what makes me anxious is ruminating about what might happen in the future. And so your question to what do I tell my future self is, okay, just hold on, I'm coming. Wait, wait, I'm going to enjoy uh, today. As I know, you're waiting for me. And as I know, I'm building one step at a time. I'm going towards you, future self. I know you're beautiful. You're, you know, magnetic. Um, that's what I want to go towards. And just hold on. I'm having fun right now, too. <laughs> that's what I would say. <laughs> what are the best practices that you do or really what are the mind shifts that you partake in to really stand the present moments? Because as you know, the present is, it, it is what it actually is. It's a gift. So um, yeah, can you share your thoughts on that? I'll give you an analogy, right? We, we, we value our mind to know and make decisions, but then we forget to take care of our body. And one, so to your question, I, uh, I bought a yoga mat recently. And I proactively stretch and do mini yoga. And going back to that mind, you know, we value the mind, but neglect the body. But then when we think about, you know, when do we go to the hospital? When, when our, my, our body is not feeling well, we so readily go to the hospital. But when our mind is not feeling well, we don't go to the hospital. So there's a mis mix, mismatch and zigzag. And I want to sort of cultivate all of them and by saying, okay, be, in order to be present, accept our mind and body as one unity. And if there is a stigma about treating your mind, just I'm going to let that go. And I'm going to do what I need to do right now. So earlier I mentioned knowing what makes you happy, what nurtures you, writing them down is a first step into getting you grounded each moment. And I want to give you know, people a heads up that we don't have to be, if you're just starting out meditation and self-care, you don't have to be always present. It is a cultivation, it's a process of cultivation um, it takes time in order to be consistently present. And so, yeah, I would say just pick one that works well with you and then stick with it. One simple thing is breathing. We remember to take, we remember to take a deep breath in and out. This is the simplest way to become present. I struggle with being in the moments because I'm 
one of my strong suits is ideation, right? So I'm, I'm a creative, but I'm constantly thinking about ideas. How do I bring those ideas to fruition? And one of the things that has actually helped me out, Kate, is what you just mentioned. So writing stuff down, even if maybe I don't follow up, but just a notion of writing my ideas down on paper, I can always revisit that stuff later and say, okay, now I can take action on this because I have time, right? And so secondly, and most importantly, is the breathing aspect. That right there just brings me back to the moments, right? It keeps me centered, keeps me aligned. And it, it really just brings overall happiness. I get to enjoy the moments because when I focus on breathing, I'm focusing on centering myself and my mind doesn't wander. It brings me back to the moments. And that moment is right now is me speaking with you. So instead of thinking about the next question or what we just went over, you know, I'm now presently, my awareness is here. So um, what's your vision or where do you see yourself uh, personally, maybe professionally, or where do you see Life of Emerald in the next, say, five to 10 years? Yeah, thanks for helping me cultivate my future self as we talk here today. <laughs> I love this work. <laughs> we can co-create our reality in the future, right? <laughs> and so in five years, I am traveling all over the world as a speaker advocating for mental health, emotional intelligence, and woman empowerment, and leading from the heart as you advocate um, in your company. And in five years, our company, Life of Emerald, is thriving, impacting uh, at least one million people, uh, getting the habit of taking care of themselves and having fun along the way. And at the same time, five years later, I have people around me who are um, world-class change makers. Uh, I would like to, you know, meet Jeff Bezos and collaborate with him. That's how I see this life of Emerald growing, evolving into. And yeah, the core message of life of Emerald uh, will remain the same, uplifting humanity. And the way we do this may change in form, however, yeah, I envision humanity, people, really simplifying their life and be authentic and vulnerable and still thrive in life. That's, that's where I see Life of Emerald supporting humanity in five years' time. So, Kate, tell us, um, any recommendations on books, songs, music, anything that you've heard lately that really... Uh, impacted you or maybe a film that you watched that really impacted your growth and personal development that you'd like to share with our audience? Yes, the film I recommend people to watch as you're going through the spiritual emergence or simply you want to have a better life is called Samadhi. There's a two-part movie film in a documentary form. It talks about the ancient tradition and modern modern way of living life and how can we come back to being our true selves and the contented self and peaceful self as you mentioned peaceful warrior and samadhi movie i believe can support people seeking the path to um inner wisdom and using our humanness you know humanness the let's say aggressive warrior tendency that we all embody 
to bring that into a mindful space in and 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 use that as a peaceful warrior archetype. And in order to do that, we need to first learn what the ancient sages and yogis practiced and what is really fundamentally important in our lives moving forward. So I would recommend the movie Samadhi and yeah, just embrace our humanness, our humanness journey. And yeah, we can thrive. For those that are new to to leveraging astrology and human design uh, to really discover and unlock their true potential, what will be, say, your recommendation as a self-starter kit to get informed about these um, concepts and notions to apply them to ourselves and for daily um, operations in life? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I would I would say that astrology, human design is a complex system and we can look at it as a tool, right? We use phone to navigate ourselves and we can look at astrology as a tool that can help us navigate our world. And it has been, there is a research. I studied with Dr. Richard Tarnas in CIIS, California Institute of Integral Studies, um, learning about cosmos and psyche. He wrote a book on that. Astrology is as valid as, you know, some of the personality tests out there, Enneagram, uh, MBTI. But I think the sophistication that astrology holds is uh, deep. And when, if you are new to astrology and human design, and you have some cognitive bias towards it, don't don't worry too much about it. Just explore, have an open mind, as if you're trying out a new massaging machine, right? You don't know what it would do for you, but you're open to trying it. So as as a tool, um, I'd say just have an open mind and see, um, see where it takes you. And I think that's a philosophy that I recommend uh, all your viewers out there just, 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 just have an open mind. Okay, so Kate, where can our audience um, get in contact with you or follow you or really, uh, you know, see your material, um, whether it's online or whatever the case may be? We have a homepage called lifeofemerald.com. If you'd like to email me, reach out to me at lifeofemerald at gmail.com. And my, I'm really active on LinkedIn. So find me, Kate Lee, humanitarian, and Instagram. I put beautiful photos. I wouldn't say that. It's beautiful for me. Life of Emerald underscore S. So Kate, any um, last pieces of advice, thoughts, or suggestions that you'd love to share to our audience? I want to say I am really grateful for you uh, inquiring with me about my path and the purpose of Life of Emerald. And with the final thoughts um, connected to thanking you is gratitude. Gratitude melts lots of blockages. And yeah, if, if you are suffering from some mishaps with relationship, I would suggest that with gratitude, uh, and forgiveness that can really transform your life into positive, uh, positive state. So try that. <laughs>